Nobody understands that better than the Home Depot. Our app makes it simpler to get supplies ordered and delivered. Our online project calculators cut guesswork and last-second supply runs. Job site delivery puts what you need where and when you need it. And rental puts the right equipment in your hands, but not your overhead. That's how today's pros get more done. New tech, new tools, old-fashioned hard work. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. You got to win multiple Super Bowls for it to be a dynasty. Do we ever talk about the Buffalo Bills that went to four Super Bowls and didn't win one? Do we ever say that it's a dynasty? They no. Won the one Dallas them. Cowboys, the Boston Celtics, the New York Yankees, those are dynasties. When you show up at the Super Bowl and don't win, it's not a dynasty. What about TJ and Max? Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003. This hour, Rafael Esparza, 115, Carlos Medina in Atlanta. We'll go check in on the dirt. Coming up at 1.30, the intern will join us here in a little bit as well, but your phone calls are welcome throughout the way as well. As you know, what day of the week it is. Jack, this is just for you and Matt. It's right i'm partying and i'm having fun i love it i love it back to feeling like it's winter again mentally feeling like spring over the weekend either way <sighs> falcons hate we coming to a close saints needing to beat the dirty birds the rams need to beat the niners you know the scenario already i need to know if you're going don't forget the new orleans saints want you to be properly prepared if you go to atlanta they are offering free rally towels it's at their front desk. Go to the Saints facility on airline right there next to LaSalle Park. You know where it's at. And um, when you get there, go park, park in the parking lot, walk right through the front gates, uh, the front entrance right there at the front desk. They'll have rally towels. Just ask. And, and they will give them to you. It's free. So if you're going to Atlanta, the, the team wants to help you as well. And I'd love to know if you're going there as well. I, I think it's going to be a nice crowd. I really honestly do. Let's welcome in. As always, Jordan, the intern, sir, how are you today? I'm doing well. I could have been doing better last night, but we're doing well right now. What happened last night? So the uh, the old pup. Oh, oh, uh, oh, no. What happened? The, uh, Still puppy sitting. He swallowed a sock. <laughs> whole, whole. It wasn't chewed up. It was there for a second, and then I turn around. The sock was gone. I, look, I, I'm not – Jimmy, I'm going to get to you in a quick minute here. Um, we're not reviewing your ability to be able to house-sit, puppy-sit, you know, things of that nature. Right. But in the last 24 hours, we we have had poor – what's his name again? Rudy. 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 Uh, poor Rudy had to go outside – you fail to recognize, like in the movie Lassie, when the dogs bark, it's probably for a reason. 
So there he is. There's Rudy. Oh, there he is. What's up, Rudy? As I can see him via the Zoom here, and he's waving to me with his left paw. That is an adorable dog, by the way, and you've let him down. He um he peed in the carpet, and 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 now he ate a sock. Um, yeah, he's got a sock in his intestines right now. <laughs> it's probably not a good thing. It's not funny. No, actually. not a good thing at all. No, it's not actually, funny. It really isn't. At some point, that sock's got to come out there, Jordan. So just... yeah, we've been we've been look, we've been watching him very closely <laughs> the past twelve hours. Okay. Um, yeah, I would too. Um, I don't, I, they're not digestible. I can tell you that. So at some point it's not going to be able to make its way fully out. I know this from McQueen who also likes to eat everything. Sometimes you may have to grab the old, the old potty bag and just, you know, inside out, of course. And then just, you're going to have to, you're going to have to help it out. You have to pull. You have to, I'm just, all right. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just letting you know what's coming. Right. Just letting you know what's coming. Jimmy, what you got for us, sir? Uh, thank you for calling the sports hangover. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Jimmy. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep, I can Hello? now. How are you? What's up, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good. I was just saying, um, you know, it was a good win last night for the Pelicans. I, I think the last month or so, they really kind of zoned in on their uh, game plan and focusing on defense. Willie Green's got him playing really hard. And I've, I've bad-mouthed, I've called this show before, I've bad-mouthed uh, Van Gundy and definitely Alvin Gentry. But I, it seems like, look, you can't have an old old curmudgeon as a head coach anymore. I mean, I've been, you know, I, I've heard other people, uh, sports pundits say, you know, Brian Kelly, we hope for the best. But in today's NIL, college football and all that, you got an older guy that can't relate. I hope I'm wrong on this, Gus. But like I said, Willie Green's, to me, is getting a lot out of the talent he has. Herb Jones is a great, great player. For a rookie second-rounder, it's, it's a great story. It's really absorbed a lot of the blow of Zion being overweight or whatever's going on with that. So my question to you is this. if we I, I know we're not, per se, a playoff team yet or whatever, but we are kind of inching back into the mix, if you will. Does this increase the chances Zion you know, maybe comes back if, say, in March we're in the mix. And um, as far as the Saints-Falcons game, I checked the secondary market. They got $60 tickets. I hope a lot of fans go out there. And, and you know, I'm a big Taysom Hill fan. He's now 6-2 and two as a starter. Is Taysom Hill the Rocky Balboa of the NFL? Because, you know, everybody, all the Saints, half or more of the Saints fans say he's not a quarterback. Well, what's a quarterback, Gus? I mean, he's he's a leader. His record says he's seventy five percent win percentage. I mean, what he he needs to throw the ball accurately down the field at a sixty yard mark. I mean, look, Jamarcus Russell could kneel down and throw a seventy five yard pass. That didn't do him diddly poo. So, I mean, it is Taysom Hill the Rocky Balboa of the NFL? And uh, what's your take on Willie Green and Herb Jones? Um, is is he the Rocky Balboa? <laughs> I, I, know, I, I, I'm not ready to go there. Um, look, can he win? I mean, can he win? And is he getting it in there? That's great. Um, but you know, again, um, there it is. There's a little Rocky music that's going there, Jordan. Uh, I think, like, like I've said, it's the best option right now for the Saints. But to, to say that he's going to be up there and be able to compete with, with other QBs to take you where you need to be, right now I would probably say no. Uh, when it comes to Willie Green and Herb Jones, Jimmy, you know how I feel. I mean, I've been saying it left and right. Jordan, what's interesting is I think people that cover the team and now fans are seeing it, I think they're definitely on board. But th- there's one player in particular, and, and, and it was a player that we debated a lot on, whether or not, the Pels should bring back this year because we thought maybe there was a player that kind of did what he did. He he recently yeah. said something that I think resonates with with um with what Jimmy just said. Yeah, so uh Josh Hart went on the Old Man and the Three podcast hosted by JJ Reddick, and he was basically saying how last year he was completely done with the New Orleans Pelicans. He kind of lost his love for basketball, and that really has never happened to him from what he was saying during that podcast, but he was happy that 
things went the way they did during the, the free agency market and was able to come back to the Pelicans. He said, honestly, F all 30 other teams, like all 30 teams because they didn't want to take a shot at him just with the, the resume that he's put up the past couple of years. But bringing in Willie Green and how that's kind of transformed his career and how he's perceived by the rest of the league, um, he's regained that love for basketball again. So that's just one one story, how he's changed one player um, inside of that organization in the short period of time here as the New Orleans Pelicans head coach. It's interesting when you think about it, too, by what you just said, in that you have a player that literally lost the love of basketball. I, I, I don't I didn't realize how toxic, apparently, it was last year. You know, now, granted. Maybe, we talked about it. Yeah, maybe well, you, I, maybe you add the COVID thing, not being able to leave your room and all that, and that doesn't help your mental state. But it sure really – look, man, at the end of the year, I mean, you heard the players flat out be like, this was the most we, difficult we year to ever had. Yeah. It's crazy when you look at it from that perspective. Mark, thank you for giving us a call here in the Sports Hangover, bud. What do you have today? Hey, Gus. Hey, Gus. Hey, us. it's January 7th, bro. You can take your lights down now too, man. I, I did, but then I put them back up. I put Mardi Gras lights up yesterday so for the six. So the Christmas lights are down. Now we have purple and gold LED lights all over. Absolutely. You know, the, hey, you know, following up with what you were talking about yesterday and somebody else, and then again just today with Pelicans, with all these guys, you know, Will Green playing, got him playing. They all bought in. They're playing hard. I, I don't know. Does Zion fit the bill to, to – buy in that hard you know i mean does he does he is he more of a problem if he comes back in march than without buying into this because i mean at some point you gotta ask the question did he even buy into it at the beginning but i'm just curious what do you think that, that well mark, mark i'll back, say this because I'm, I'm, I'm almost about to run out of time but i'll, I'll say this and jordan yes, you can give your opinion on this mark i i think and it's what i said a little bit ago about it's going to be up to Zion to reacclimate into the team here moving forward. And, and Mark, I, I think it's, it's, it's a very simple thing for me here. If he doesn't buy in, then that's a you problem. Cause I, I, I can understand to your point. We just said maybe he didn't buy in when he got here and it didn't work out. Okay. Fine. The two coaches he had first didn't work. And, and I said this, you, you have to be able to admit that there was a problem. If you want to fix it, failure, failure is failure. How do you learn from it? I, I tell my, my son this all the time. It's okay if, if something's wrong. It's okay if you failed. That's the only way you learn how to not fail. And for all of the, and they are things that you can say David, David Griffin has done wrong. It's a good thing you didn't say, look, let's run it back again this year. It's COVID. It don't, he cut ties. He cut ties and he started over. And you know what? Sometimes it's the right thing. I've used this analogy before, Mark, in, in Jordan, with my wife. I could always sit there and say I could have moved after college. I could have taken another job in another city. All the things had to happen in my life and her life to meet to have Carver. So Willie Green may not have been the first choice. But you know what? It turns out to be the right choice for this team in this city. I think the fact that like you, Mark, see it and others do see it here as well. To the point of this. You have a team of players that I think can complement said player in Zion. I think you have a coach that knows what he's doing and is going to get better the more games he coaches, the guys buy in. We just talked about Sean Payton, Jordan, and Mark, about the culture in the locker room that's so important. He's building that. So, as I've said before, it will stick out like a sore thumb if he's not bought in because then it's on him. Right? I mean, so the organization messed up in the past. Did they fix it? Well, they got a good coach. You got to give them a shot. You got guys on this team that I think can help you. He's got the best center he's probably going to play with. B.I.'s playing well. You got a decent point guard. You got a rookie in Herb Jones that you cannot take off the floor. I mean, so, look, it's up to you now. It's literally up to you. They're playing defense. They got the crowd high on defense. So, if you don't come in, play defense do your part, it, it it's going to be obvious. So, Mark, I, I I don't know if I'm right on this, but it's starting to to where it's not – I can't – I'm not going to be able to blame the coach, the organization, the supporting cast, the other players. You get what I'm getting at? 
Yes, sir. No, it's it's, it's absolutely all about Zion. And I mean, we don't know anything. I think you said what he's in Portland or some exile somewhere. I mean, is he, you know, is he? Did he drop twenty five pounds in the last month and a half, or you know, is he up to you know, you know, starting guard, defensive guard? Yeah, I mean, a, you know, nose tackle weighted three fifty. You know, mm. I mean, where is the guy? I don't know, man. I, I Like I said, my hope is the Friday after the All-Star game, and I don't know any info on that. I, I've just said, I, I, I look at, it was four to six weeks. Six weeks um, is like four weeks before the All-Star game. So he would have darn near 12 from the moment that they said they were putting him back. If he can't play the first game after the All-Star break, then, then I'm, I'm going to have a lot of questions. Because that's literally the end of February. And right. then if, if sitting off of your foot and not being able to ramp up and run for 12 weeks, it would have been essentially, then there's something completely wrong that is one way, shape, or form that needs to be addressed. Either they misdiagnosed yeah. it, either he needs to sit out and go get surgery. Like, if he can't run by the Friday after the All-Star game when the Pels play again, that's a concern to me, one way, shape, or form. He should be ready. He's got to be ready. Or at the very least, he needs to be on the bench. That's all I'm saying. He, he should have been thank ready you, Mark. for game one. But have a great uh, one, guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Jordan, uh, give us our questions of the day, and then i got to get to Raphael. Yeah, so questions of the day. We usually do it on a Friday before Saints game weekend. Saints fans, give us your keys to the game and score prediction as the Saints take on the Falcons. And also... What would be the most Saints way for this Sunday's game against the Falcons to end? And slash, what would be the most Saints way for the season to end this Sunday against the Falcons? You could comment or call in 800-998-1003. Looking forward to hearing the uh, inside the NBA take with the Zion Williamson later this hour as well, Gus. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Rafael Esparza next on ESPN New Orleans. holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Galvalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Galvalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. If you're older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm. Especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Always on the run and short on cash. With a State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Carlos Medina coming up the bottom of the hour. Rafael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow right now. Have you placed your order for sushi? It's Friday. What are we doing tonight? What are we doing? Uh, no sushi for me tonight, uh, but uh, we, we need to do that soon. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, 
<sighs> what is I heard this morning nationally on ESPN the Chargers Raiders game Sunday is the biggest game of the final week of the season. Do you agree with that? Yes, that will be the biggest game. Okay, why? Because it's a, a it's the last game, so everyone that mm-hmm. bets all day all day Saturday, all day <laughs> Sunday morning in the afternoon, it's always a chaser game. So if you got booty okay. whipped already, you're chasing for that game. Now throw in the winner, whoever wins this game is in. Uh, so yeah, it will be the biggest uh, uh, probably outcome of the whole NFL weekend. Uh, Russell Wilson yesterday talked a little bit about uh, his future uh, when he was, um, you know, talking about it. And, you know, it's one of those things where he says, look, I, I know for me, I hope it's not my last game in Seattle. At the same time, I know it won't be my last game in the NFL. Do you think Russell Wilson is a Seahawk next year? No, he is not a Seahawk. They'll be looking for a new head coach and a new quarterback. Okay. Where do you think he – what is Vegas feeling right now the odds are? Where is he going? I mean, it's probably, it's hard because there's a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of teams looking. We have to see what uh, Green Bay does because if uh, Green Bay is looking for a quarterback, why won't Russell Wilson go back to Wisconsin where he's already played and go there? They'll mm. have the weapons there. They'll have a defense there. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't he want to go to uh, the Saints who are going to be looking for uh, a job? Pittsburgh is going to be looking for a job. Uh, a QB job. There's a lot of 49ers might be if Jimmy G's not the answer or Trey Lance not there. There's a lot of teams though in Denver looking for quarterback. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm tired of people saying, oh, Russell Wilson fits well uh, in the Saints. Yeah, he fits well, but so does Aaron Rodgers fits well in, in the Saints uniform. Uh, so there's just a lot of teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks. They have playoff applications. Throw Pittsburgh. All Pittsburgh does is win double digits and they have a great defense and a run game. Why wouldn't you want to go there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, are you just do do the Saints legit have a shot at Russell Wilson? Yeah, uh, they have a shot. But I think they have shots for other ones. I, well, if you're Aaron, I, I'm telling. Okay, Gus, would you want Aaron Rodgers or would you want Russell Wilson? I'd want Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would look here. Uh, I, I think they have a shot for both. I think they, there's, there's doors open. I think the Saints will be looking for. A QB now. Does that mean uh, they they might keep one of the quarterbacks they have now? It could be, but there's okay. going to be a lot of quarterbacks. And if you're looking for the Saints that has the defense to maybe make another run, uh, why wouldn't change that the number one position on your team? Okay, easy enough. Um, one of the things to get into, of course, are the games coming up this weekend. Um, you, you got two tomorrow, which is kind of cool. Chiefs and Broncos. KC eleven point favorites. This one in Denver. Uh, I mean, this game really means anything. If you're Kansas City, you're one of those teams that you're not looking for the golf cart on the field, and you're not looking for someone to go inside the tent. Uh, I think uh, Denver uh, covers this number. Okay. Cowboys and Eagles, Dallas, four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think we can see some offense, even though there's a lot of players missing on both teams. I think offense could be displayed here. Uh, I like the over 43, 43-and-a-half, depending on that one. And I kind of like Dallas. I think they go in in the playoffs hot. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Bengals and Browns. Cleveland six-point favorite. Before I ask you about that game, Baker yesterday talking about it. I'm not worried about the future and all this stuff. There's a lot of talk about whether or not he's a Brown next year. It'll be his fifth year. They picked it up for that. He wants an extension, though, and he's like, you know, don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say I'm ready to get out of here. Is Baker Mayfield a Cleveland Brown next year? That's a great question. I'm going to say yes, uh, but I could be dead, 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 dead wrong. Wouldn't it be great if, Cle- if he left Cleveland and just goes uh, in that same division and he's a ceiling? That'd be fantastic. All right. What about the game? No Joe Burrow, by the way. Yeah, no Joe Burrow. I just Cincinnati's really looking for uh, playoff health more than anything. Uh, I like Cleveland in this spot. Okay. Uh, Packers and Lions, Green Bay, three-point favorite. Aaron Rodgers wants to play. If he plays, he plays like a preseason week three type of three-one series. I would be shocked if he's out there by the second uh, quarter. I like Green Bay. No matter who's out there, uh, Green Bay wins. Okay. Uh, Bears and Vikings. Is this the, the battle of who keeps his job or both gentlemen out in Chicago, both Minnesota? Gentlemen. 
both gentlemen out, but I'm just hoping that the Bears keep their quarterback for the whole game. Because if he gets fired after the game, we're counting it as a Black Monday casualty. Uh, so I need him to uh, stick around and get fired on Monday. But uh, I like the Bears in this fight. I think the Bears win this game. Washington and the Giants, the clown show, hosting Washington. Um, February 2nd, Jordan says, the new name's going to come out, new name and nickname. What, what are you hearing? That it's already pretty much done. There's a lot. If you really want to know who's in the hunt, I've heard there's only three uh, names in the hunt because a lot of them did not get trademark approved. So why would you want to bet on something that didn't even get a trademark approved? There's no way Washington's going to pick a, a, a name that didn't get trademark approved. So there's only three of them that I know that I did. So it's probably going to be out of those three. What would you say would be your best guess? Uh, I would love for them to keep it, uh, WT, uh, the Washington football team, but I, I don't think they're going to. I think they'll probably change it uh, to one of, the, uh, one of the ones I think that's the favorite. I can't remember uh, which one's uh, the favorite off the top of my head. I, I would, again, I still think they should keep it. I, I, I think branding and marketing, uh, it's uh, fantastic if you just kept it the way it is. But I kind of understand why they want to uh, probably change names. <laughs> okay. Colts and Jags, Indy, 15-point favorites here in Jacksonville. <laughs> really? Is Jacksonville really going to uh, win the game? I mean, it would be fantastic if they uh, pulled out the victory. I, I think they covered this big number. It's, it, this one could see 16 by kickoff. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the points. We saw Big Ben's final home game back on Monday. It's Big Ben's final game at Baltimore. Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I like Baltimore. I mean, Pittsburgh missing the number one uh, wide receiver now in this game. The Stenners uh, has COVID. Uh, Pittsburgh got their – they got their big win that they wanted for Big Ben at home. They lose Baltimore wins. Titans-Texans, Tennessee, 10-point favorite on the road. Uh, here's another one. Just don't get injured, Tennessee. Uh, Houston covers. Jets, Bills, in Buffalo, 16-point favorite are the Bills. Uh, Buffalo's really not playing for the much. They'll get the W. I think they win by two touchdowns. They win by 14. I'll take the plus points. This one will be, this one will go up to 17 easily. Okay. Uh, 49ers and Rams, the game that we'll be keeping an eye on for sure. L.A., four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. This one's probably not going to keep an eye on for long. I like the 49ers to get the upset here. They just play well against the Rams. I, I, I like the Rams' defense. It's playing much better. But for some reason, San Francisco always plays the Rams tough. Uh, I think they pull out a, a victory. There's going to be a lot of 49ers fans in L.A., so uh, that could be a, a big difference. Give me San Fran plus the four and a half. That is crazy. I, I, I can't find anybody really comfortable or confident in saying that the Rams are winning on Sunday. Quarterback play. I could easily see another pick six uh, or something. It's, uh, it's just. Uh, I think their quarterback play is the reason why Cooper Cup's not getting any love for MVP. Okay. Patriots and Dolphins. New England six point favorite on the road. They're my Super Bowl. They're my Super Bowl champs. I need New England to go into playoffs hot. Give me New England and on a road to uh, upset your your best friend uh, Miami uh, Dolphin fan. All right, by what you said, Seahawks and Cardinals, final game maybe for Russell Wilson. It will be his final game uh, on Sunday. Uh, I like Arizona. They, they went by a touchdown. Six-and-a-half-point favorites there. Panthers and Buccaneers, Tampa eight-point favorites. Uh, I would probably say Tampa, that they win this game. They don't cover. It's just, if I'm Tampa, you want to put up a big game just to maybe get, erase all the stuff that's going on behind closed doors. I'm going to say Tampa wins big by double digits. Do you think they um do you think they can run far again the Bucks or w with their problem at at receiver is it going to be an issue? I think it's going to be an issue. Uh and, and if they they do lose that would be their excuse to why they didn't go far, but it okay. it's got to be their main issue. I, I just don't see them uh winning it again. All right. So that leaves us obviously with the Chargers and Raiders. Who do you like there? Uh, I would love to see a kneel down and a tie. That'd be fantastic. I can maybe catch up on Book of Bubba Fett or some other stuff so I don't have to watch the game. But I like the Chargers. I know the Chargers defense has some, some holes in it. I know the Raiders should be the talk of the NFL for all the what they've gone through all season long to be in this spot to make a playoff. But the Death Star has not been kind for the Raiders. My Bears went to the Death Star and beat the Raiders. I like the Chargers. All right. Finally, Saints. Falcons, New Orleans now just a three and a half point favorite. 
heavy, heavy sharp money has been on the Falcons all morning long. Why? And I understand why. This is the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. This is the Atlanta Falcons uh, National Championship game right here. To play spoiler, to show the Saints, ha-ha, you're on the playoff couch at Raphael's house watching playoff football. I think that's just too much. I'm not sold on the Saints uh, offense at all. You know I've been a big fan of the Saints defense all season long. That's why they won a lot of those games. That offense is really, really bad. I like the Falcons plus the points. Sorry. It's all the time we have for Rafael Esparza. I like team picks now. How about that? Can you at least, like, just lie and just say, go Saints or something? I mean, seriously. You don't want the Falcons. Well, you know, if the 49ers win anyway, doesn't matter, right? Rafael Esparza, if you like Doc Sports. Go ahead. I said the King Cakes rule. How about that? There we go. And I know you're lying about that as well. I don't know how you don't like King Cakes. What's wrong with you? Uh, go check out his YouTube show coming up at the top of the hour. Rafael Esparza on Monday. We'll, uh, we'll talk national championship game and what took place on the final regular season week of the NFL. Thank you, Rafael. Appreciate it. Thank you, easy guys. Have a great weekend. Carlos Medina next from Atlanta on ESPN New Orleans. Anyone who has ever needed self-storage knows what a hassle it can be. You have to rent or borrow a truck and then find someone to help you move your stuff. And let's face it, moving furniture and heavy items without damaging them isn't easy. Renting the unit is worse. The hidden fees and admin costs are scarier than the dingy facilities you're leaving your stuff in. Why not use ClosetBox instead? ClosetBox is self-storage without leaving home. They'll pick up your belongings, store them securely, and bring any item back when you need it. The best part? Unlike traditional self-storage, you only pay for what you store. No paying for unused use storage space. Closet Box's background check storage movers are licensed, bonded, and insured and will take care of all of the heavy lifting. Closet Box's local storage centers are temperature controlled and monitored 24-7. Closet Box has an A-plus rating from the BBB. Call 877-233-5696 now for the season's best rates. Get $50 off first month storage using code RADIO50. That's 877-233-5696. 877-233-5696. I'm Pablo Torre, host of ESPN Daily, where every morning we present the best sports story of the day. And ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts. Supercuts is the perfect way to get a haircut if you're someone who doesn't have time for a haircut. You just check in on the Supercuts app or you walk in for a quality cut. The highly trained stylist at Supercuts can always give you that fresh cut feeling fast. And it's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on Supercuts.com. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Cross-court pass to Nikhil, extra pass to Vontae, left wing three. He's got it at the buzzer! Ingram in the center circle, driving, he's got a seam. He's going to punch it over Anthony Edwards! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tuesday at 7 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Excited about a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. They're the Falcons. Falcons. Before, before, they're the Falcons. We're trying to beat them every turn they go. I mean, um, the fact that they beat us this year is still is, is, is going to be it's, it's upsetting. So beyond that, it's always going to be a Saints versus Falcons, Saints versus everybody mentality. Um, and it doesn't matter what, they, what they're trying to do. We're focused on what we're trying to do with this game. 
That is Cam Jordan of your New Orleans Saints, the defensive end, echoing basically everybody's thoughts over here. Not only on the line is a spot in the playoffs, but avoiding the dreaded sweep. Carlos Medina, front office low, so the way to follow over on Twitter. He's over on 680 and 93.7 FM, the fan in Atlanta. Carlos, first off, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, Gus, you know, first off, that I care about you, I love you, but it's different this week. It is. It's Falcon Hate Week, as we like to call it around here. What, what do you all call it over there? Super Bowl Week? <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same. Honestly, and, and here's where my radar is completely different. With Georgia playing in the national championship game on Monday, it's almost like Falcons fans are looking at this, you know, the, the crossover ones who are Georgia fans as well. They're looking at it as, what's going to be harder? to knock the Saints out of the playoffs in a building that's going to be empty because that's what it always looks like at Mercedes-Benz Stadium these days, or trying to knock off the greatest coach in the history of college football. Uh, if you had to pick one or the other, obviously Georgia getting the win would be better, but it wouldn't be bad to have a Sunday 425 start and you end up sweeping the Saints out of the playoffs. I definitely want to get into that matchup on Sunday, but as you mentioned it too, I saw a tweet yesterday that's kind of remarkable. Something along the line since Kirby Smart's been there or something the last several times they've played Alabama, Georgia's led like 70% of the time, but they've lost. Is it, it, what, what is it about not being able to get over that hump? Because they've, they've obviously gotten to the point where they can play with them. It's about beating them now, huh? Gus, here's the fun number. So Kirby Smart has had a lead at halftime of the game in the last four matchups. He has also wow. had, or excuse me, in, in the last four matchups, he's had a lead in this game. Three of them he's led at halftime. When you talk about the game back in, in January of 2018, that was the national championship game where second and 26 happened. That was the first time Georgia trailed in that ball game. When Tua Tonga-Vailoa was able to hit Devontae Smith for that touchdown, that was yep. the first time they trailed in that ball game. And so a lot of this is, can Georgia close the door against Alabama? And, and so far over the last several years, they haven't been able to do it. Can they do it on Monday? Oh, the million dollar question. So I've got I've got to figure out how to beat as as a Georgia fan. As I, my wife's a Georgia grad, we've gone to Georgia games for for quite a long time. You have to figure out as a Georgia fan how do you beat the greatest coach in the history of college football with the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback? Like this is no small mountain to climb. And so, can they do it? Yes, I believe that outside of left tackle and and right defensive end and quarterback. I think Georgia's a better football team than Alabama, but Alabama is better than Georgia at the most important spots on the field. So I'm looking to hopefully get a fourth-quarter game and see if Georgia can pull it out, maybe kind of change what's going on in the past. I'm wondering if, if the loss of Michi is a difference in this game because Georgia's got a good line. they got linebackers. And, and obviously when you have a bunch of different options, it sort of helps. I, I don't know. I mean, do they just simply go and try to double Jamison Williams, and, and, and is that the way to sort of beat Bama? For me, I think you've got to bracket him. You've got to double him. Last time around, Bryce Young, it wasn't just the 421 yards in the air, which that's killer. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to win a football game giving up 421 yards through the air. It's just how it is. But the, the bigger killer to me was his 40 yards rushing because every single time they got him into a third 10 and an opportunity to make something happen, he made something happen, and the drive continued. He didn't run around all day long, but those 40 yards were such a big deal. So I, I think a lot of this comes back to – how do you contain him within the pocket? How do you make him uncomfortable? And can you take away some of their downfield options? Speaking with Carlos Medina from the fan in Atlanta, 680, the fan over there. Um, Todd, I think, is over there right now um, going after, you know, Atlanta folks and <laughs> the graph <laughs> and, and doing his thing around the same time, I think, right now that you are over here. Um, what, what's happened? How would you describe the, the Falcon season? I, we had a question earlier this week of what have you learned this year about the Saints? So I'm going to ask you, what have you learned this year about the Falcons? Well, before I answer that, let me just tell you, I'm the one who called Graf and put him on hold over here in Atlanta. So, yeah, we're ship passing in the night. That's how, that's how that played out. Uh, I think what we found out is this, Gus. They are a pretty solidly coached football team because they're not a talented football team. Getting to seven mm -hmm. wins with this group and their cap issues, yeah, I know the Saints have cap issues, but the Saints at least have defensive talent. The Falcons do not. And so when you look at this team and say they got to seven, they at least had an opportunity against Buffalo last week to maybe get eight, and if they can chase eight, we'll see what happens. I think that speaks to a lot of what Arthur Smith has been able to do. They have been able to find small components, put together a, a decent football team. They're not good. They're, they're not a good football team. 
But when they play teams that are on their level, they tend not to shoot themselves in the foot, and they give themselves a chance to win. Is this Matt Ryan's final game as a Falcon? I don't believe so. The cap ramifications are so significant. You would have to do something uh, post-June 1 next year in order to split the cap hit. You're looking at about a $43 million uh, hit as of now, and that's, and that's partly because they played cap games with him last offseason. If you're going to tell me what they're looking to do, I think you're looking at least at one more season. And then in 2023, that's when all the, the cap issues for the Falcons clear out. I think that's when they take a serious look and say, is it time to go a different direction? Is it time to draft a different direction? Okay. At that point, you're looking at Matt Ryan, who's going to be 38-39. Right, that makes sense. So another year, perhaps, uh, of Matt Ryan in, in games against the Saints. Um, I go back to that. I'm not going to lie to you, Carlos. It took. It, I, I still haven't gotten over. I still have not gotten over the <laughs> 27-25 win. It was the greatest show on turf. I've never seen an offense like that. Uh, in the first half, only 10 points though at halftime. The defense kind of figured it out, but what they had trouble figuring out was Cordero Patterson, man. In that game, as you know, six receptions, 126 yards. He's been a, a remarkable, I guess, sort of find this year for that. And what kind of, can he still have a similar impact in, in Sunday, you think? I would tend to doubt it. And here's the only reason why. And you, you want to talk about the maybe the best one-year $3 million signing in the NFL this year. It, it's probably Patterson. He has been banged up. They have been kind of having to nurse him through some things as far as an ankle injury. They used him in a way that I, I think he probably always should have been used. When he came out of Tennessee, we all thought he was a receiver. Then he went over to Chicago. He's a return man. Then in New, uh, New England, well, he's kind of a running back. We'll use him in different ways. The Falcons just decided we're going to use you every single way we possibly can. And that's that has put a little bit of wear and tear on him. I don't believe he's going to be able to hit you as explosively as he did last time around. And then the other thing you're going to have to factor in, too, Kyle Pitts is coming off with a hamstring injury. It knocked him out of last weekend's ball game. They say he's going to give it a go. We'll see what he's like. But that's an explosive player. If he doesn't have his hammy, they're going to have some problems there offensively pushing the ball, at least down the field against the Saints. Final thing for you, um, how comfy is the Mercedes-Benz Stadium going to be for Saints fans? I don't know if you know this. The Saints literally are offering rally towels for Saints fans heading to Atlanta. You can literally go to the front desk. They have rally towels for you to bring on your trip to Atlanta. Do you think there's going to be a healthy amount of Saints fans there? Oh, I, I would expect it, Gus. Half of us are heading to Indianapolis. Like I, I'm, I'm jumping uh, on a on a bus heading uh, to Indianapolis Sunday morning. I, I will catch okay. this game from somewhere north of, of the state of Georgia. Uh, this has kind of been the fallout of, of the whole PSL program here. Any fans can come in here as of now and, and sit where they want to, be as loud as they want to. This is going to take years before that program fades away and the real Falcons fans, the ones that used to fill the Georgia Dome, are back in yeah. that stadium in mass. They're just not there. Right now it's all corporately owned in the lower section, and so those tickets are always going to the highest bidder and typically opposing fans. Oh, I didn't understand that. Uh, that nice bit of information there. What do you think happened Sunday, man? I think New Orleans wins. I just think you got a little bit more than these guys. I think they're they're pretty much out of gas at this point. Okay. Thank you, Carlos. Always a pleasure, man, when you give us a little bit of time. All right. See you, guys. Take care. Yep, for sure. At front office, Lowe's is the way to follow Carlos Medina over there on Twitter, 680thefan in Atlanta. We'll take a quick break and come back. And uh, we'll hear from some Saints players as they get ready to wrap up this week of work and get on over to Atlanta and take on those dirty birds and Falcons. I am confident. I do. But look, hearing that Patterson's a little banged up and Pitts nursing a hamstring, again, Taysom, offense, can you give us something on Sunday? DraftKings wants to give you $100 in free bets when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go ahead and do so. And when you register, sign up, use the code LaRose, you get $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's beautiful. So DraftKings, bringing that experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world now with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So go ahead, download the app, use the code LaRose, $100 in free bets, no deposit required. It's that simple. Hopefully it'll be up and running and live and around the time of the Super Bowl. So not that long before it goes up here. It's the sports hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
new Ford dealership in Lafourche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford service department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will draw up a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. So the only team that beat Alabama this season was Texas A&M Jimbo Fisher. I think that's got to go go on during the week. I think it's got to go on during practice. And I think that's where when you coach, how hard you coach, the way you coach, the way you put it in their frame of mind. And you can understand you want what they got. But at the end of the day, you got to perform to get what they have. And I think the explanation of, all right, here's, it's not that what we want and who that is. Here's how we have to do it. And you have to trust me as the head coach. I'm giving you that formula to break through to understand this. I've been there. I've done it. You have it. And this is what we have to, when Kirby was an assistant, this is how, at Alabama, this is how we did it because he was with Nick. This is how we made Alabama. We did it off this formula. I know how they think. I know what they do. This is our formula for us doing it. It's interesting to hear Jimbo Fisher say that, too, as well, because you're right. You do have some coaches that know how to go about it. Got to have those players execute. And that's the pressure that you have. It's back in the day, like when the Warriors were the Warriors and winning those titles that, you know, you, you know you have to play darn near a perfect game. You, you know what's coming. They're going to be well coached. And even in games where they aren't playing their best, that's what they do. They find a way. They almost won at A&M. And the Aggies dominated most of that game. They almost came back and won. I mean, Auburn won that game. But for the last two minutes. It's, again, it's, and once, and once you start having that, that doubt in there, I mean, it's an incredible stat when, you think about the last four times these two teams have played, Georgia's led. One of them he's led at halftime. Three of them. The Bulldogs have led at halftime. Haven't beaten them. It's crazy when you think about it from that perspective. So that was Jimbo Fisher. We'll talk a lot more about it, obviously, on Monday when that comes. Um want to touch on, again, 800-998-1003, open lines. If you like here as we go into the Saints locker room and hear what some of the players are kind of touching on going into this game here. Here's Marquez Callaway, who I think you could make the argument could be a player that has three straight 100-yard reception games. And you're like, Gus, what are you talking about? Well, when you look at Callaway in the last three weeks, He's looked better. Obviously, you can see that. But he had, against the Buccaneers, nine receptions, 112 yards. 
against Miami, 46 yards on five receptions. And again, it was Ian Book, the line. It's, I'm just arguing that I, I could maybe argue maybe he gets two, three more catches there. That's, you know, not a two yard pass. And then last week he was three yards shy. He had 10 receptions for 97 yards. So let's call it two. In theory, I can maybe make a case and argue for three. You're like, Gus, what are you talking about? Why is that one? I'm just, I'm just saying he's, he's playing a little bit better. So Marquez Callaway on the fact that he is feeling a little bit more comfortable. Honestly, I just feel like we've been coming together a little bit more. Um, just together as an offense. I know, um, we try to go out there and score touchdowns every time we're on the field. I know that that doesn't always happen, but, that's what we go out there and do. That's the objective. So anything that we do is to win, to to go score. So and we just whenever our numbers called, you know, we try to make the play. And numbers being being called and just trying to make the play. KG Go, thank you for joining us here in the Sports Hangover, sir. How are you? Pretty good, brother. Pretty good. Look, uh, I got one for you. Uh, Fox is, Fox has this on right now and it's, uh, Maddie Ice's Saints out of the postseason. Oh, come on, man. So that already gives us a edge up. We get a little bulletin board material that these national media people think that the Mm -hmm. Falcons are going to get the Saints. So I thought that was a funny headline when I looked at it. (laughs) What do you think, man? What do you think Uh, about Sunday? Are you nervous? You concerned? Or or are you ready to get this over with? I mean, what, what are you feeling? No, I, I, I'm really, uh, I'm really, uh, I feel this way. If they win Sunday, what an amazing coaching job by Sean Payton with the, the things that the Saints had to go through this year. Cause I look at it this way, Gus. If we had our full roster for the majority of the season, maybe lose one guy here, one guy there, you're gonna, it's gonna happen with injury. I really feel like this is a, this is a, a, a another, uh, NFC South championship team. Uh, mm-hmm. I really felt like they were going in the right direction with the, uh, after the win against the Buccaneers. If, if Jameis doesn't mm-hmm. get hurt, I thought Jameis would have been a great quarterback this year. Uh, I, I, I just seen a lot of great things out of this team. Uh, and I thought, I think they would have gotten better, you know, as working together more, you know, uh, but you know, to, to be where they're at is just amazing to begin with. I'm happy with the season. Uh, I can see us building on it even more next year because it's going to be a bigger cap. There's going to be more guys you can bring in. Uh, you know, I know we still have to see about the quarterback situation, but I, I am fine with Jameis Winston as my quarterback. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, Sean Payton, uh, knows how to coach and that's the main thing in this league. Look at all the, look at all the other teams that don't have coaches, Gus, that, that, mm-hmm. that are struggling. The Bears, the, I mean, these guys still can't find coaches that can that can run their program. No. We have no a guy doubt. that we've had over the years that has nothing but put us in the playoffs. To yeah. even have this team in the playoffs is better than what New England did last year when they lost Brady. So, you know, that would be great. But, you know, it's going to take a win by the Rams. And But I, I really think uh, the, the Saints are going to be a little more motivated. If they jump on the Falcons right away, uh, put them in a hole right away. I just feel like that game's going to be over and done with, which is a lot of times with the Falcons, that's how we usually beat them. If we get on top of them quickly, they kind of mm-hmm. give up. So well, Cajun uh, Goat, that's kind of my I, feeling. What, what, what makes game. me feel better is listening to Carlos say Kyle Pitts is nursing a hammy. And again, I, I don't, I, what I'm saying is this. I, I'm not all about, hey, I want people injured and hurt and I wish COVID upon them and things like that. But at the same time, right. You know, I'm just saying, hey, look, on a team that's struggling to get first downs and points, if their offensive weapons are a little banged up, you know what? I'll take it. So hearing that Cordell Patterson's nursing a handful of injuries, Pitts is nursing a hammy, that is easily over two-thirds of their offense. So, look, I, I do think the defense won't get worked over like they did again in that first meeting. I, I think Cam is motivated, and I loved hearing what Taysom said this week. Where they, you know, they're going to be scoreboard watching, but they're not going to be distracted. They know what what it needs to happen here, and that's why I keep bringing up Callaway. He's playing better and better, and, and you know what? All I all I need him to do is 
Maybe take one of those catches and, and take it to the house. Or maybe one of those catches is in the end zone. I just think, honestly, if this team can get KG go 17 points, 17 to 20 points, I think they can win this game. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I feel like they're going to get more than that, Gus, this weekend. Uh, I think uh, you're looking at maybe one of your tackles coming back in Ramchak. I mean, he, he had a little time. He, he, he participated this weekend. Uh, you know, I think if the tackles come back for the Saints, I think they're, they're, they'll, they'll pick up as far as their scoring. I mean, the offensive line has been with the real problem has been with the Saints so far this season is not having a full offensive line. And, and you know, everybody tells you games in the NFL, one up front. If you don't have the guys in the front to do the job, you're not going to get anywhere. I don't care how much talent you have on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, so we, we didn't have, we don't have much blocking or anything like that. So I think if you get a couple of those, you get those two tackles back and then playing some ball, I think, I think the Saints will be just fine. And mm-hmm. I really feel like if they do get in the playoffs and they have to play the Rams in the first round, I don't think the Rams want to, I don't think Matthew Stafford, the way he's playing, would want to see the Saints defense. Uh, if you remember Tennessee went into that, that game without their running back. Right. Uh, when they went to play the Rams, no, t- t- and Tennessee gave made that guy's life right miserable. Off. No, exactly. But that's what the Saints would have to happen. My, my my thing is not even really the Saints' defensive concern. I know they got Odell Beckham Jr. So, but look, I think the Saints have good corners. It's why they match up well with Tampa. Tampa had weapons. Tampa has weapons, right? Exactly. Even when they were healthy in Fournette mm-hmm. and Godwin and all of those and Evans. Um, but the Saints have good corners. They got good linebackers. They got a good pass rush. So that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about is Cajun Goat. Who's blocking Aaron Donald? Yeah, and, you know, you could uh, – <laughs> uh, Sean Payton's smart enough to – let me tell you, Sean Payton's smart no, enough to scheme around and play. You know that the, 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 the Titans really beat him by running the football. Uh, <laughs> right. You can run against Aaron Donald because he likes to get up the field. Right. So I think you can run against him. Uh, the same reason why San Francisco, they can't beat San Francisco. San Francisco didn't have great teams that beat him, but they ran the football on him. San Francisco can run the football. So the Rams are a team that can be ran on. As much defensive talent as they have, they have some reason they have a problem stopping the run. So, yeah, that that you know that it'll all play out. We'll see this weekend, Gus. But I really feel like I give the Saints a good shot if they can come out and get on the board fast. If they get on the board fast and let the defense play attacking ball all day, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Noodle Arm is going to have uh, have a rough day uh, against the Saints. <laughs> But uh, I want to talk about the oh, Pelicans, too, man. All right, man. Uh, you got oh, two, two minutes. Two minutes. Go. Okay. Uh, I want to say that I, I don't know if you noticed, but, man, this guy, Gary Clark, is becoming one of my yeah. favorite players. Yeah. A guy that could sit in the corner and hit knockdown threes. A guy that could play defense and also give you rebound intangibles. He, he rebounds the ball very well. He plays defense very well. And he's just for knocking down shots more than most more guys on the team. I like just to see him get a little bit more minutes. Match, remember for Golden State, yep. 98-93. Pick up full court, yep. make him use up time. Inbound to pull. Crosses the timeline. Jones on the pickup. Challenge, don't foul. Pull right wing. Game clock at 10. Step back. Three, that got blocked by Gary Clark. Yes, he did. Taken by Josh Hart. Fouled in the backcourt by Damian Lee. And that should do it. That's your point. Uh, Gary Clark stepping up, making plays. Yeah, and he, and it, Gus, it's not just been this game. It's been since he's been on the roster and getting able to being able to get playing time. Uh, I, I think he plays well. Uh, I also, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the same about Alvarado, and I know he's young, and I could see some improvement coming with him. You know, as soon as, as, soon as he starts knocking those shots down, at least he takes them, but when he starts knocking those shots down, He's going to be a threat too. And that young guy, I mean, he plays against some of the big guys in there and gives them fits, you know? He's a smart basketball player. So there's a lot that I'm liking on the Pelicans. That game last night, last year, they would have lost. They would have lost it because of the pressing and the, they didn't know how to handle it. Or, no, I, I you know, agree. Willie, no, like I said, Willie has I mean, a, you, you heard me mention it um, as I hit the top of the hour here. I got to go, Cajun Go. But, but, but what I said when I brought in Todd is the same thing. It's like, let's. That's what, you know, you, you want to see. You want to see growth. And, and they found the way. It, whether it's ugly, whether it's not. Can you just win? Because 
the beginning of the season, the topic, Cajun Goat, was clutch points, clutch minutes, how this team wasn't, how they were still not finding a way. And you heard Josh Hott, Devontae Graham, and Brandon Ingram say, we know what we need to do, we just need to go out there and do it. So, you know what? They're going out there and doing it. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, one last thing real quick, Gus, real quick. Graffiniti might have reversed the curse on the losses of the Pelicans. He might have reversed the curse by getting sick, by being on protocol, because now instead of a losing streak, we're going to go on a winning streak. There you go. I like that. I love that. There it is. So the graph responsible for hopefully will be a winning streak. We'll see about that here as well. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a 